Hi there and welcome to Worlds Collide. So first, before we start, I wanted to say thank you for tuning in. I think I haven't said that before. So I really appreciate you for tuning in again or checking it out if you're a new listener. I hope you will like it here and that you will stay for more episodes. So this is a podcast where I talk to people who moved abroad, expats or immigrants. So in this episode, I talked to Geraldine from France who moved to the US. I know it's another French story, but it's such a unique one. You definitely have to stay for this. It has a lot of 80s Stranger Things vibes, minus the upside down, of course, if you know what I mean. So I don't want to take away too much. So here is the interview. Hi, Geraldine. Hi, Victoria. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for um, having me. Yes, thank you for being on my podcast. I'm excited to have another French expat <laughs> or immigrant. We'll find out um, in such a short time. It's um, the second one in this season and mm -hmm. the second one in general or like for my whole for my whole podcast <laughs> so far. So where are you right now? I am in the northern part of New York State mm, in the okay. Ad Adirondack Mountains. I don't know if that you know I, where it's located. I personally don't know, but I know upstate. So, yeah, up, that's so that's what we call upstate, and I'm not going to get into that, but uh, other people would say, oh, upstate New York starts from outside of Manhattan. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have so to. I'm, yeah. actu <laughs> I'm actually closer to Montreal than I am from New York City. Oh. I'm four and a half. Yeah, I'm four and a half uh, hours drive from New York City, and I'm only two and a half hours south of Montreal. Oh, see, so I had I'm no idea. Oh, I thought it's way closer to New York City. No, no, no. It's actually further. It's, it's it, up in the mountains. And, you know, before coming here, I didn't even suspect there were mountains in that, uh. <laughs> that part of the country. <laughs> okay. you, know how, you know how in high school they teach you geography and it's like you got the Rockies and you got the uh, Appalachian Mountains and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah even exactly. Know what's, what's around. Um, but um, I discovered, um, so I'm originally from France, like you said. Um, I came here in 2016 Uh huh. Um, okay. I had just separated from my husband. We okay. had I had a very toxic relationship, so I'm not going to get into uh -huh. that. But mm -hmm. um, how did I end up here? Um, actually, I reconnected when I separated from my husband. Um, since I was in a very isolated relationship, I you know rediscovered uh, some kind of freedom, and mm -hmm. I reconnected with some people that I had lost touch with mm -hmm. and I had met a few people on the eastern side of the United States including Perry who's now my partner in crime uh -huh, <laughs> okay um and and that is because I'm 51 years old and back in my I think the previous I think I'm not sure if that was graduation year or the year before I graduated from high school. Okay. I got involved into uh, shortwave radio, you know, the citizen band, band radio, what people have in their cars or in their trucks to communicate. 
Uh, oh, 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 okay. So the in the trucks, sure, yes. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So my father was was into that big time, and uh -huh. he was like in a radio club, and oh, okay. And then he started he started taking it a little bit further, and and but he didn't speak English, so mm -hmm. it, he came across you know that type of radio goes with the propagation of waves uh, along the uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, you know, what's around the earth. So it's uh -huh, kind of complicated. Uh -huh. But anyway, so that summer, I think I was like 17. Can't remember oh my God. exactly if it was uh -huh. 17. So um, he's like hearing all these people speaking English and you know how that goes in that you have so you have a call sign and everything. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Basically, uh -huh. you know, way before the dating sites it you know sounds like, like stranger things <laughs> exactly yeah. that's that's a bit like it so it's like hey uh this is uh whatever wz whatever um can you hear me i'm in northern france i'm like uh yeah I can. so my father goes like oh i'm hearing all these people but i can't you know talk to them i don't understand english can uh, you just yeah. come and listen uh -huh. and i'm like oh you know i was this introvert i mean really shy kid and i'm like okay, I know English in school, but I'm like, you're asking me to talk to people that I don't know. I, I mean, I was afraid of course. to talk to people yeah. even in French. So, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. so, okay, okay, I'll come listen. And he was very pushy. So he goes like, oh, maybe you can just say hello. And it's like, you know, one thing leading to another. I was like, mm -hmm. I was behind the microphone saying hello. And of course, that at the time, it was a very masculine um, mm -hmm. circle yeah. you know lots of guys and and so hearing a like a female voice on uh -huh. the radio it's like hey you can you hear me I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, you yeah. know I'm in New York I'm in Florida I mean so I was like kind of make quite a few contacts and uh -huh. then I started to like it uh -huh. you know it's like for me I I had I loved languages in school because I was bad at math anyway. uh -huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, sure. so I was like good at something <laughs> <laughs> I had really good teachers and they, you know, passed on their love for the language. And so I, I started, I saw an opportunity to practice the language every day and it was, mm -hmm. it was becoming fun and people were really nice. Uh -huh. So we had, you know, lots of people coming back on the same, it works like with a frequency, just like on the radio. Mm -hmm. So I was on a certain frequency and people would come back. And say, hey, Geraldine, how are you? It's this, it's that, it's me, it's, you know. So we started making conversation, and that lasted the whole summer, and I think a little bit in the fall. But oh, in wow. the winter, in the winter, the angle of the, the earth is not the same, so the population oh. does not go as, as uh -huh, far okay. as. So um, that's how I started. And I met one guy named Perry, and he uh -huh. was in upstate New York, and... He used to listen to me, you know, he'd, sometimes he'd pop in and say, hi, how are you doing? What, you know, yeah. basically we were telling each other what was going on in our lives, you know, like you can, you know, meet someone and then, you know, have a conversation and, uh -huh. and that was it. And so during the winter, since we couldn't talk to each other and I was talking to quite a few people, we started corresponding, you know, writing letters. And mm -hmm. at the time it took like a week or two to go to the the other on across the yeah, pond yeah, yeah. so uh -huh. so that was fun we started you know corresponding and then the next summer I you know started talking again during the summer so I was like 
and and all these people were so re- so nice and i was starting to you know we, we were starting to develop a relationship and and they were all telling me hey geraldine if you ever do come to the states uh-huh. please come visit us that would be such a you know such a thrill to just meet and you know yeah. i said okay so fast forward i'm 20 years old i think i just had my associate degree in college mm-hmm. and i was i had chosen english uh-huh. you know looking back at it if i if i had the opportunity i would change but because i had the english already but anyway so i'm like okay i've got this money i can buy a ticket and it's like is it okay if i come visit you is it okay if i come visit uh-huh. you and like, <laughs> like that with a few people so i landed in washington dc and then i went to visit a f- bunch of people uh-huh. In North and South Carolina, then came back to D.C. Oh, wow, you had a a nice road trip. Yeah, Yeah. and then I think, I'm not sure if this, the first year or the the summer after, because it started becoming like my summer thing, you know. Ah, Um, okay. In in college in France, you have three months vacation at the Mm -hmm. time. You used to have three months from July, I think July, August, and September. Uh So I would... I would go three months. I mm. uh, would go back. And then Perry says, hey, your sister is in the States too. Because my sister started doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, started speaking to radios, radio people. And then she had different friends. So she okay. would go visit different people. So here we are both in the States. And Perry says, okay, your sister's in Pennsylvania. You're in D.C. I'm in upstate New York. Let's meet somewhere and go camping for a few days. You okay. Know? I said, okay. Okay, uh, sure, no problem. So, so we met, we met halfway, uh-huh. like in Lackawanna State Park somewhere in Pennsylvania. Had a really nice three-day camping trip, uh-huh. and then that was it. And then I came back to France, and then the person that I was in with D- in DC, um, I had had become my boyfriend in the meantime. So uh-huh. we had kind of a long-distance relationship okay. that didn't work out. So uh, fast forward a few years later, and all that, that, that relationship. I had three kids and, uh-huh. um, and then I ended up in, in 2016. So in 2016, I'm, you know, starting a Facebook account and okay. who would, who do I come across? Perry. Yeah, of course. And Perry tells me, oh, I thought you were dead. I didn't have any news. Uh, you know, uh-huh. I just, how long was it uh, until you last spoke then? I think it was, Almost 30 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A long time. Uh-huh. So uh, we started, you know, having a conversation and he says, you know, I really was in a bad relationship, so I really needed a breather. And he said, if you ever want to come up here and rest, mm-hmm. you're very welcome. And I said, you know what? I have time. I'll take you up on your offer. So, you know, it was a nice mm-hmm. way to reconnect and yeah. So we did that, and obviously, um, I really loved it here. It was it was yeah. exactly what I needed um, at that time in my uh-huh. life, you know. So I had never lived in the mountains. I'm originally from Lille. It's uh-huh. up up in northern France. It's two hours north of Paris, very close to the Belgian border. Mm-hmm. So it's completely different here. I um, of course I was used to. I knew what the states were. You know, I had been to cities in North and South Carolina. I had seen both sides, the countryside and uh, and the city. Mm-hmm. And here, he had been talk talking to me about you know 
how the fresh air and everything and the mountains, like the Adirondacks, it's that, that type of thing where it's not very well known, but it really should because it's not, it doesn't have the status of a national park, but it's a huge, um, preserve, you know, like, like nature is really present. Uh It's really wild. You have, you have, the Adirondacks is just probably as big as three or four national park gathered. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds awesome. And, and, and I'm like, people, I had never heard of it. And and Uh sometimes Perry was telling me that, you know, when he went to California to visit his sister, people would not know about the Adirondacks. Like, where is it? You know? So I'm like, I started saying it's it's incredible that people don't know about this place. So, I mean, it's like the mountains, the lakes, the the, the landscape is beautiful. And to me, it was really a change from mm-hmm. my urban life because I I used to live on the outskirt of the city. Uh-huh. So it it was like a smaller city, but it was still the city. Uh, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. you know, um, traffic jams and lots of people and here it's like wow uh, I ended up here like I could go I was like I could see deer from outside my window I could yeah. see the squirrels and it was quiet it was just like you know I was having a really nice time just walking down the road and and in the mountains it yeah. was really really nice just by the river it was really really That's nice. really what you really, needed at the time yeah, yeah. exactly uh-huh. exactly and then you just stayed how <laughs> oh so of course yeah that part is I had to go back to France because I came on on an ESTA uh, yeah labor, three months, you know, so, uh, three, months. three months so later, it's yeah. like so Perry had an old um, friend of his who was a lawyer but he was not really in that field so okay um, I ended up going back to France and switching on a uh, B2 visa, which is a tourist visa, actually, that, yeah. that uh, allows you to stay longer than three months. I think it's six months each time and it's ah, valid okay. for 10 years. So I um, I went back to France for two weeks and I came back uh, with on that visa. And then uh, I went to see a, an immigration lawyer that mm-hmm. it was actually a, a lawyer that's not far from where I live. Uh-huh. And, and I did not suspect that, but he found me a way to get a green card because of my uh-huh. situation. My, the, the thing I forgot to say is my ex-husband is an American citizen. Ah, he, okay. Yeah. He okay. kept his, he kept his citizenship when he was living in France. So Right. Oh, okay. Um, that makes more sense than to me. <laughs> so I was able to to get a green card through the because of because of yeah his. because of that situation. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of complicated. So I'm not gonna get yeah, into yeah, that. But, but okay, but that was like um a way you got so your green card. Okay. I got I I self petitioned for a green card through that, mm-hmm. and and I got it for ten years. So yeah. I'm not a, now a permanent resident. It took two and a half years to get it and with the pandemic and everything right right just... oh the pandemic was in between too yeah that yep. that slowed down everything yeah yeah but the good thing is when i started that process because i i could extend um i was able to extend my b2 visa my tourist visa mm-hmm. for 
another six months. So then I started the, the green card procedure. And when you start the green card procedure, when they take their, your biometrics and everything, then they issue, they automatically issue a work authorization. Yeah. So they, uh -huh. three months after starting the procedure, I was able to work. So that, oh, that, that was that quick because really... I heard now it's um, eight months. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> or like even up changed. to 11. So, <laughs> Yeah, so three months is super quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And so, so, what did you then start working? So I wasn't sure I was it, the the process was gonna go through. So ah, uh, okay. I um and and you know Perry told me you're new here. You can become whoever you want, mm -hmm. and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I love this thing here that. Even though you don't have a degree in a particular field that you can switch and it's pretty flexible, yeah. which is not the case in France. Exactly. In France, I like that here too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in France, if you don't have a degree, say you want to sell pastries, but if you don't have a degree in um, pâtisserie, in baking or you're whatever, not <laughs> you're yeah. not going to, and gonna the, banks are, the banks are not going to follow you if you want to establish a business yeah. or... So here I was like, okay, I'm not sure this process is going to go through. So I didn't want to, you know, start something and have to tell my employer, you know, I have to go back to France or if, if that something was Something like that, yes. So I thought of different things like, you know, um, substitute teacher and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And here it's a very big um, tourist area. It doesn't, uh -huh. you know, people from... New York um, and the, the Eastern states know about the Adirondacks because, you know, sometimes generations have been going to summer camps and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I uh, started working. Oh, no. My very first job was I found it on Facebook, believe it or not. I was, uh, okay. one, yeah. I was on those um, expatriate sites, uh, you know, pages and groups. And there's this guy that's advertising looking for French natives to uh -huh. do oh. transcription like you know okay like i think it was for captioning purposes on on videos but you would get the audio files in french and you would basically type what you hear and it, correct if it had been pre-filled or uh, voice based on voice recognition right. you had the files and then you had to correct them and right so that that was really that perfect. came really perfect yeah. at the perfect time and then in parallel, I, I had started working for, you know, we have a lot of um, Airbnbs and rentals right, around uh -huh. here. So I um, started working for um, a summer camp that had 13 bungalows and I was doing cleaning and, you know, mm -hmm. I, uh, okay. I've been a stay-at-home mom for quite a while and I was like, okay, well, I can do this. I've done this sure. all my life, so I, yeah. cleaning I can't. So I started doing that and then the pandemic hit mm. and then everything went still we yeah. just couldn't work right it was different in, according to the state you were in you couldn't there was a travel ban from state right, to state right. so everything stopped and that, the trans travel yeah. i mean forget yeah. it right and i couldn't I was in, in my green card procedure, so I could not even get out of the country because no, I would, would lose it. Yes. I could have applied for advanced parole, but it's only in case of emergencies. And so um, I start, then the, my transcription job started picking up because mm -hmm. people were working remote. Home, so yeah. that, that worked out really good. 
the year after all the houses around here that hadn't been sold in the past years started selling, selling. Like, uh-huh. hot, like hot cakes they uh-huh. were like people wanted to get out of the cities and they wanted go, to be able to sure, have a backup yes, i remember or, yeah so i started seeing a lot on the local pages people asking for people you know buying houses wanting to put them on airbnbs to be able to pay the mortgage quicker mm-hmm. and and i said oh, i've been doing cleaning so let's go i answered to one person, then I'm like, okay, I can put an ad on that page. And I, that's literally what I did. I said, I'm available weekly, you know, monthly, whatever to your needs, rental calendars, um, residential or whatever. Okay. And I had to take my ad down because I had six people in three days contacting me. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I started that and I was like, okay, this is working fine, you know, and I, I enjoyed the fact that it was flexible, you know, mm-hmm. of course you have to, to abide with the rental calendar, but you have, it's flexible. You can regroup your cleanings, do three cleanings in a day and then have the rest of the week off. So it worked out really fine. And I'm still okay. doing this right now. So I'm okay, working worked with- for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and when you um, then first came back to the US, did you move in with Perry? Yeah, I was, uh, we were living at his, I was living at his mom's and then um, we ended up moving together. Well, of course I didn't have a house or I couldn't rent. Yeah, or yeah, anything, yeah, that's so. why. That's why I was yeah. wondering like, where did you live? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, we kind of felt that the relationship, there was more to it than just friendship. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And what about your your kids? They are back in France. Oh, my kids are like like I said, I'm 51 years old. Yet, so um, they stayed with their with their dad uh-huh. in the beginning, and um, and then they moved out quickly. So yes, they're, they're, yes, they all have their lives, and they're already you know. in there. They're already adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did they come visit you? Uh, my my daughter came in 2019, and she was su- supposed to come back in 2020, but Uh-oh. then the pandemic hit so yeah, uh-huh. we, we were in lockdown and they were too and a lot a lot worse than we were so yeah yeah here we we could go out and you know the pandemic really didn't change anything up here in the mountains because we're pretty much isolated it's not like we have you know a lot of people like the villages the village i live in is like a um, conglomerate of five hamlets and it's like maybe 2000 inhabitants so it's like okay we have a lot of space Uh we're not like crammed um Uh in in just one spot so we were still able to go outside and have walks and right you know that was the case for uh, my family in germany they also live very countryside Mm -hmm. and and they said they've never seen the forest so busy (laughs) you know because everybody just went out for walks all the time Mm. it's like it was always like really the only place where you met people was like outside in the forest in the woods yeah let's go hike (laughs) yeah what else is there to do do you still miss some things so um the the only thing that I can say I miss or food I don't I don't really miss I just enjoy it when I go back it's like yeah. you know of course here you don't have you can't find uh, croissants or 
you don't have a bakery at every corner of the street. I mean, it's, right. it's rural. So, um, and, and I, I've pretty much, uh, cooked all my life. So I do the cooking okay. at home. The, um, the only thing I do miss is not using my car. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it, right. you have to, I have <laughs> to take right. my car everywhere and yeah. it's just because you know it's like the roads in the mountains it's not like you have like a bicycle path or a walking uh -huh. path it's like really so in in Lille I was able to go anywhere I wanted with the subway walk, the bus yeah. the tramway it was easy it was quick you walk a little you, you walk a little more so I I enjoy doing that yeah. when I go back um to France as well um And, and the thing that I miss too is, you know, having really close friendships. I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that uh, here it's, I've got friends, but it yeah. took longer, you know, in France, people have this cliche of, of French people being rude and pretty, you know, very uh -huh. distant. It's just because we don't have the same um, definition of friendship here. It's like really kind of flexible and you can have uh, yeah. a friend and not see each other for like a year, even though yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you live 20 miles from each other and you still have contact. And it's like yesterday, like you've yeah, seen the person yeah, yeah. yesterday in France, it takes a little more time. It's, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, uh, image of the onion. It's like, you have to peel layers. <laughs> Uh -huh. so yeah, yeah, okay. french people are like maybe seem to be like a little distant but once you start you know getting involved with them and taking the layers it, off and it's like the next thing you know you're inviting each other to have coffee at, at their, at their yeah. house and so and it's it's um not the same but i've learned to kind of navigate that and it's it doesn't bother me because i'm a little older and I'm more of an introvert. I've never been mm -hmm. a very uh, social. It's not that I'm not sociable, but I'm not, you know. You're fine with being by yourself? Uh, a lot more. I, it was yeah. hard in the beginning because, you know, it's here it's smaller communities. So mm. people have known each other ever since they were little. little they yeah. grew up together. Mm -hmm. They went to the same school. They know each other. They work mm -hmm. together. So it's kind of hard. Like you're the foreigner and you, you come in and you're trying to find your, your place. Sure. Yes. And so, and, and so you also have to be then the They are the onion, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, so you, you have you have, have to, to kind of like you too. Yeah. yeah. Because here it's like if if I say to someone and I've had this several times happening to me, it's like, oh Leila, let, let's hang out. And then the person doesn't get back to you and you're like, should I should I call them or are they gonna find it rude if I just kind of like impose myself on them? Do you sometimes think I don't know, for me also this, hey, let's hang out here? It's more, it just, maybe it just feels to me like that, but I think it's just a saying sometimes, you yeah. know, they don't mean it. Mm -hmm. So that's actually hard to know. So, and, and I remember one time, um, I ended up because of the pandemic, I, um, I was on the local pages and sometimes, um, people would post something and I met this girl who she's now one of my best friends with another one that's really uh -huh. in, in close by um jessica and margo is another friend that i have and we met on a hiking site like adirondack low peaks and lands or something like that and then so she posts something she's she's at waiting for her car and she's got this croissant and she goes like okay and i'm like you know i can make those for you and 
it's one of the the things that you connect about is food. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, always uh -huh. a very good. Um, and she goes seriously, and I'm like, sure. So she goes, oh, I really like that. I can pay you. I can pay you for that. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, I'm offering. You know. So she goes. Two weeks later, I end end up you know cooking and i'm trying to make croissants because obviously i have, have never made, made them before yeah i had <laughs> I have no before idea. coming to the states i had never even tried or approached no. the idea of making croissants in france so i'm like here it's the pandemic i've got nothing else to do and we're all sure, cooking cooking up a storm and whatever so i'm i'm making croissants and i'm like hey jessica do you want to meet someplace because we were still wearing masks and everything she goes are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, they're ready out of the oven. I can, I can, drop, <laughs> yes. I can drop them. We can meet. So we met near, you know, in between my place and hers and she, and I had made cookies. So I throw in a, a bunch of cookies and she posted it on her Facebook and she goes like the best thing because she's also a transplant. She, she came, uh -huh. she moved here from uh, Tennessee. So she's okay. like, she doesn't have that many friends and we're connecting uh -huh. like this. It's, it's really, it's really funny how life works, life works. So we met like that and, and that was it. And one time I remember, like, did she like them? Yeah. Yeah. So she, <laughs> like, yeah. she posted on, on Facebook, she says the, the, the best thing in the Adirondack after the landscape is the people, you know, because oh, they'll, so they'll hook, yes. they'll hook up, yeah. they'll hook up and they'll give you food and they'll just, you know. Do. And it's like that here. It's like somebody has, needs something. And I think it's due to back in the years when people established themselves in like kind of wilderness area and they mm -hmm. needed the, the support group and everything. Something happens to someone and we're all here. We're supportive. And so that's how I met her. And then I met Margot through the same thing. And she, Margot just responded to, to that post saying, hey, I'm your girl. I want, I want to try to, <laughs> so I was like, okay. okay, let's go. I'll make some for you too. So this is, and now we're doing girls night, you know, all three of us. So this is really still going and on. You always have to make her song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, my, you know, I, I moved on to crepes and all kinds of oh, okay. stuff. So that was nice. And, uh, like one time Jessica put up something and we have a three-way conversation on, on, um, messenger and um she goes i'm not really feeling good today and i'm like hey girl you know what tomorrow i'm bringing waffles and 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 coffee and i'll stop at your house and we'll have a talk and then nice. i'm like oh my gosh did i just invite myself <laughs> <laughs> and i'm still thinking the french way you know like it would be totally normal in france like you you know, tell the Just girl, to, hey, you know, you're not doing I'm okay. okay. Over, yeah, yes. I'm coming over for coffee and we'll have a good talk. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Jessica. Did I just invite myself? And she goes like, of course not. You're welcome. <laughs> it's like, I'll be okay, in my pajamas, yes. but who cares, you know? <laughs> yes, I still don't know about this self-invitation because I do that too. And I'm always like, maybe I should not have said that. <laughs> maybe I should offer to come to my house instead. I, can I come over to yours? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's that thing when I say it's a layer, it's like, People um, have like their smaller circle with their family and then there's the, the friend family, but the friend, the friend family is kind of like maybe the people they went, uh, they were good friends at, at school or, you know, friends through friends and they grew up mm -hmm. together. So it's another layer. And then you don't know where you're navigating if, if you're like, 
you know, being a very good friend and what is perceived, it's kind of another cultural thing. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, exactly. Also, I feel um, making friends as an adult is always harder than as a child. Yeah. I don't know. As a child, you are friends with because you have the same favorite color. Yeah, and, you and, know, and like and then, you just cannot say... Hey, I'm the foreigner. Can you be my friend? <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly, exactly. And especially if you move to a new place, it's uh, all the other people, as you said, already have friendships as social circle. It's hard. Like it's already all built, and you're like, "Hey, here I am. <laughs> Can I fit in?" I mean, obviously, so it's, you don't say it's that. It's funny but... because sometimes it it'll come up in the conversation, like they're, you know. Uh, referring to a joke and it's a cultural thing like uh -huh. something they saw on tv that was really popular and sometimes i'm like hey it's just frenchy me can you explain <laughs> yes okay but you know i don't i they know they know that uh if i'm the kind of person who is going to ask if if i don't understand something or i don't get something i'll ask I'm, I'm, i'll just say Hey, is this a cult cultural joke? I don't uh -huh. get it. Or so I don't. I have no problem saying, "Hey, I'm a foreigner. Can you explain?" <laughs> yeah. Do you have other things that it's hard for you to uh, get used to? Maybe another aspect is the um, the healthcare, and you know, oh. the, <laughs> here so we go again with the, yeah. the the big stereotype. You yeah. know, that's sometimes. Um, Actually, what happened is a week after I had gotten here, uh -huh. we had a motorcycle accident. So Perry, oh, no. Perry had been riding a motorcycle all his life. And I was like, you know, you would have told me I was 45 years old when I when I came here. You would have told me that 45 years old, I'd be on a bike. I would have said, no way. Hell no. And then, I, <laughs> and then he says, okay, you know, I'm not pushing you. You want to try it? No problem. So I... We, mm -hmm. I tried it and I liked it. So here we are. We just went to, went a little bit of grocery shopping. It's like mid-August and we're on this back road and suddenly the lights go out. And I'm like, the my last sight was waking up and they were wheeling me in an ambulance. Oh, oh no. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And oh. actually we got hit by a deer. And it, it must have come at an angle because What? I don't remember. Perry doesn't remember. Yeah, because like you just said the lights went out. Yeah. And I and I thought like literally the yeah. lights went so out. So the last no. the last thing I remember was singing on the back of, of the motorcycle. And all of a sudden I'm like, I open my eyes and, and I'm lying down and people are around me. So I'm Oh crap. I, that was so but luckily, you know, I only had a broken clavicle, so But and did you had insurance at that time? No. So, ah. so the next thing you know, we're at the hospital oh, in the emergency shit. room, and they say I have a minor concussion and a broken clavicle, and it's a clean break. Mm. So the only thing I have to do is wear my arm in a sling for six weeks, and they wanted to discharge me at like twelve midnight. And, okay. and Perry was in the ICU because oh. he, they suspected that his spleen was leaking. So he had to stay. So he's like, 
you can't release her in the middle of the night. Of course, I didn't want him to call his mom. She was an right. elderly person. It's like at night. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to disturb anybody. And, and so he's like really getting angry because they say, we have no reason to not discharge her. Her thing is minor. And I keep on telling them that I don't feel good. So they're hurrying me, rushing me to get Sure, dress, get out of there. Yeah, yes. get dressed uh -huh. and everything. And and then Perry says, well, can't she come in the ICU with me? And they say, we don't allow that. So I said, okay, and you know, uh, can I stay in the waiting room at least? Mm -hmm. And they say, okay, we can do that. So this guy wheels me because yeah. you can't walk there. They'll wheel you um, oh, it, yeah, at, on the third floor in, in, the, <laughs> in the ICU. So I tell the guy, uh, before you leave me and in the waiting room could i just go to the bathroom because i really need to go so he says okay so i get up and then all of a sudden everything starts spinning spinning oh no and i'm like i don't feel right i need to lie on the floor he says no you're not gonna lie on the floor <laughs> just like sit back down so and i was like i was like drooling i was not seeing anything everything was spinning oh i just so i was ready to pass out so he could takes me back down to the emergency room and I ended up uh -huh. being admitted to for the night. So I just needed, and what did you have? I just, what, what was I it? just, it was just a concussion, the concussion and the yeah, fact okay. that I, uh -huh. I let, I fell on my left side and I had a huge bruise okay. on, on my left side and, uh, it was painful. So, uh, I, I kept on telling them I, you know, I felt drowsy and I, you know, okay, but they wrong. just wanted to kick you out, yeah. basically. Yeah. So um, I ended up staying the night, and I was feeling much better uh, the next day. So the mm -hmm. next day, his mom was able to pick me up. So that was a nice sure. intro introduction to the um, to the healthcare system. And so uh, they told me you have to go for a checkup in ten days to you know make an, mm -hmm. another X rays yeah. and. It's like when you have something, there's always something behind. So I went up for that checkup and I went to an orthopedic place and the guy gets, he takes a, go with the technician and they take an x-ray and, and then the PA comes back and he says, um, I'm sorry, but you only have 20% chance of recovery without surgery. And, oh. and I thought he was kidding. And I'm like, yeah. you're joking, right? And he said, no, I'm not. Oh, and I'm like, no. he says, your clavicle is shattered. I'm looking at Perry and I said, how do I come from like a clean break to a shattered clavicle? To shattered, yes. And he said, well, I don't know. There must have been a mix, mix up at the hospital with the x-rays. Or... So he says, okay, I'll leave you some time to, you know, that was not the surgeon. So he said, you're going to go back to the hospital and see a social worker to get insurance because my problem was I was out of the country and, and mm -hmm. I didn't have. So the, I think in New York state, you're eligible to get Obamacare. So they put me on mm -hmm. Obamacare. It took a month before I could gather all the documents okay, and okay. do the procedure. And then I called the surgeon's office again and, and I said, I'm sorry, it's, been a few weeks but you know i'm ready for the surgery and the guy mm -hmm. tells me oh we wouldn't have we would have done it without insurance and i'm like what the hell <laughs> you told me to just get insurance and then you're telling me you could have done it like three weeks ago so anyway but uh, but then he would have been built right yeah so <laughs> see i mean it's I mean, they do it without insurance, but then you have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I think in a French hospital, if you had gone to, and I know 
for for a fact because I've heard stories of people having a heart attack, being brought to the hospital and having surgery, and then you deal with it, you know, and and then yeah, yeah, exactly. But and, and it it doesn't end up being anywhere near as expensive as it is here. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, I had the surgery, everything was fine, and my bill was not was not huge. So, but. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. Uh-huh. So that's that's one thing that, you know, each here, if you don't have insurance, and even if you, when you do, you have to always think about how, how much it's going to cost you. There are different kinds of insurances. And here it's it's like there's a lot more incentive to go see the doctor on a regular basis than in France. And mm-hmm. I was, I was listening to another episode because I love your podcast and I've been binge listening it. <laughs> Thank and, you. <laughs> and um, I think it was uh, Judah who was in Norway and she was, uh-huh. she was talking about not having the necessity to go see a doctor. And in France, it's the same. You go see the doctor when you're sick. Yeah. Here, when you're sick, they tell you to stay home and come back another time. <laughs> yeah, it's like more preventative care here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's like um, now I'm 40, so now I had to start the mammograms. Mm-hmm. So now, like, I have to go every year. I don't know if, I don't know what the what the rule would that be in Germany. I don't. I know. think this maybe is is like. If you want to do it, then you can, but it's not a doctor's order. It's a recommendation kind of and not an obligation or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. Here, too, they were, um, and I just didn't have time to do it. I did one mammogram, and then um, I think in France, it starts maybe at 40, but it's every five years. And then after 50, it might be a little more often. I have I have no clue. But To go to the doctor in general, get your blood work or... In France, you can get a physical for free through the healthcare healthcare system. Uh-huh. Uh, you go to, you ask your, you have to fill a form and then you go to, to the hospital and they'll take you for like half a day and you can mm-hmm. see, you can have blood work done, see a PA, see a dentist, see um, oh, um, everything, dietitian, gynecologist, uh-huh. everything. But that takes a whole day. But if you're a person who is not um, sick on a and you don't have chronic disease or anything. It's mm-hmm. that's what I was doing in France because I mean, besides being having the common cold or you know the right. flu every once in a while, I was yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sick. So so it's yeah. Um, and and here sometimes it's like it feels like they're pushing you into, and I'm like, you know, I just just don't have time. And they're you know always doing that in the summer when I'm so busy that I cannot even have time to you know, to rest. So, mm. uh, let alone take, um, make an appointment for a doctor. So I was like, okay, I'll think about it, but it's, and then they give up and they, they don't bother you anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, and maybe now that, now that I'm a little older and I have more time then I'll do it, but you know, it's, um, okay. it's pretty much the same that, um, uh, Judy was saying that if you don't need to go, then you just don't go. They don't want to see you. It's like, why is a healthy person here? (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like why are you wasting some but my time? I had I had a now. doctor in France because um, I had three C section for my kids in France, uh-huh. and each time I used to go when even when I was pregnant, the, the midwife say, said, "Do you have any problems? Do you have this? Do you have that?" And I said, "No, no, no, no." She said, "You're boring," you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, I said, "Oh well, I'm sorry to be healthy," you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was joking, but it's like you yeah, know, yeah, you're, you're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about are you getting used to the snow? Ah, oh, that's another thing. Um, so it's it's very different here from Lil Lil is like really flat and when whenever we have snow it doesn't last. It's like it turns it's to sludge. A bit. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's a little bit doesn't stick, it turns to sludge really. And so when I came here in 2016, I was like, Oh my god, snow. I was like, you know. A little girl. Oh, so you again. came in winter? No, I, I came in summer, but you know. Ah, okay, okay. The very first snowflakes, and I was like a little girl again. And Perry said, uh-huh. We'll talk about this in five years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm like, No, it's really nice and everything. Uh-huh. And, um, and then because I didn't have to go to work and I didn't have to sure. shovel my car or shovel sure. my driveway. Yes, yes, yes. So it was beautiful until it's not anymore <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're like, oh my God, every two days you have to just, you know, clean so you your have car. To make, yes, you have to plan accordingly to get to work on time, yeah. right? So it takes <laughs> half an hour extra. Exactly. And 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 we're not we're not speaking of how many layers you have to put right. <laughs> before you get oh, out because sometimes so yeah sometimes it gets cold but anyway so i think it's just a love and hate relationship sometimes like right before the winter i was like really prepared and i was like okay maybe this year i'll enjoy it and and then when it started falling it was fine and then until it's like you hit that that wall in the middle of winter where like you know because our winters are longer than longer we're higher in altitude it's like it's not really high mountains we're not like in the rockies or or the alps but by by march you start really getting tired you're just you know it's like and right now this year i don't know what's going on but it's so gray we don't see the Mm. sun it's fine when there's snow and then the sun comes out and then you can enjoy i like it when it's cold and sunny and then this year is really snow and it's gray and and you and you're gray. looking at you your just want yeah you're looking at your you weather app and it's like okay oh my god there's gonna be snow on on wednesday and the next <laughs> thing you know you check again the next day and it says it's cloudy on wednesday and i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's like it's it's like the opposite here it's like here it's like a never never ending to be hot i mean now it's cold in yeah. winter it's fine but in summer it's like oh my god when does it stop yeah. yeah it's it's well you get eventually you get used to it because you know you have no control over that so it's right. gonna snow anyway and right. the thing is when it comes late you know it's gonna stay later it's like uh, by okay by by March, you really are looking forward to seeing sun and and the and the yeah. plants come coming back to life and the green, yeah. and uh, yeah. you're like okay. And then comes in 
and the next snowstorm and the store and the snow is heavy and you have to shovel your driveway and it's just never ending. <laughs> so. uh, like I remember last year, um, I visited my friend in Denver in Colorado and it was in spring. I think it was in, it was either late April or early, early May. Mm -hmm. And here spring was already in full bloom. Everything was already um, blooming and green and the birds are chirping And then I went there and everything was still so gray. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where, where's, the, where's the spring? When does it come? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's the first warm weekend we had. And so it's, I was uh, like, oh. In the end, it I'm, starts to be depressing. It's, it's, I mean, of course, we're used to it. So we stay, it feels like you have to, you're kind of like trapped or you, of course, you can go outside. So last year I, I bought a pair of snowshoes so I can go snowshoeing. Mm -hmm. And that's really fine. That that helps you, you know, have a different perspective. And then you start getting used to it because, of course, you have no control over it. So it's like, yeah, the snow's going to yeah. be there whether you like it or not. Yes. So. Yes. There is uh, one one of the moms that my daughter is in school with here. She's uh, from Turkey originally. But when she moved to the U.S., she also lived in upstate New York for nine years. And she moved away because of the winter yeah the winter and of course you know it's 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 not like in the city if you have you know you can't go you have to take your car somewhere to go to the library you have uh we don't have like museums or you know and most of the time a lot of things are closed in the winter because mm. of the road conditions and because yeah, okay not not as many people come up here to to visit and there's no right aren't any crowds in, in the winter. It's just mainly people that can go ski. I'm like five minutes away from um, a ski uh -huh, resort. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's really winter and summer are really two different seasons. And it's just, mm -hmm. I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm more of a t-shirt kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. because you know All in right. the summer you can go out you can go kayaking you can go swim in the lake when it's too hot you you can do a lot of things you know you can go hiking i'm not a hiking hiking fan but you can there's lots to do you know maybe just like three more months and you can do it <laughs> yes so it's like you know calm down but it's like okay well some people say okay well you know spring is around the corner it's like Uh, no, I'm yeah, no, maybe I, in yeah, April, you know, yeah. I have, but half time. Yeah. I have seen four season in June, like, like a real, okay. a real oh. day where you, you start and you go up the mountain and it's snowing. It's like June 6th and uh -huh. it's snowing. And then oh, yeah. by, by lunchtime, it's like really hot and then it gets crispy around four and then six you're like back in winter it's like <laughs> uh, wow so it's yeah wow. it's um it takes a little bit of adjustment but that's you know i wouldn't i wouldn't go anywhere else i mean it's it, I, i like the quality of life here it's, yeah it's really peaceful quiet there is no line at the grocery store <laughs> yeah that's the major difference it sounds like you wanna you you're gonna stay there yeah or that's the plan yeah that's the plan yeah, yeah. well never say never because you yeah know. you never know mm. but but uh the winters are starting to uh to get to Perry so maybe we'll you know just go somewhere a little bit, a little I, bit. I understand people from from here wanting to take a break like midwinter and go two weeks in Florida or in California mm -hmm. because it's get some sunshine yeah. 
Yeah, but I love it. It's just it's the um, the quality of life, and and the people are really nice. It's mm -hmm. yeah. and and also mm -hmm. it's the first thing that really impressed me when I came here. It's the you feel safe. Uh, the, okay. We the first time we stopped at a gas station with Perry, he left the keys on the ignition, and I'm like, "Hey, you forgot your keys. You know, like you're not gonna lock your car or your truck." And he goes, "What for?" And I'm like, where, where I come from, your your car is gone, you know? <laughs> okay, well, it's so different, everyone. Oh, I would not do it here either. Well, it's like probably depends how many people are around, right? Yeah, so nobody locks their doors. And I, I know a person who doesn't oh, even, even, she says, boy, if I had to lock my door, I would have to change the locks because I think I lost the keys. And, you know, she doesn't lock <laughs> yeah. her house. She doesn't lock her uh, even in the in the winter or in the summer when you've got the air conditioning on people stop at the gas station they leave their car on they just go and um, buy a coffee something came back come back and and drive their car and it's nobody does anything so it's it's really yeah. cool and also i saw you have also an instagram account for american english yes so and why what is what is that why is that because or what is what is behind that <laughs> <laughs> because i um i have a bunch of French friends that I met, uh, I, I was on those expats group. And then I started, you know, with the pandemic and even before um, seeing people looking for like native like or uh, looking for people to help them with their language practice. Mm -hmm. And I've always loved it. And I've, also, I'm very talkative. So it's like one of my friends nicknamed me when I when we were back on shortwave radio my sister and I were like the ratchet jaws of Europe. That's how they called us. <laughs> yeah. so, so I'm an introvert, but I love to talk, you know, once, okay. once I get to know the persons and it's, you know, it's getting better with age and, and not, not caring anymore about what people say. So it's, it's mm -hmm. like, you just say it. So, so I said, Hey, you know, we can work something out. And, you know, I, I didn't know, of course, you know, you don't find a lot of French people in the Adirondacks. There might be one, right one or mm -hmm. two. Um, so I met my now best friend, Cece. Cece lives in Albany, one, one hour south of me. And she goes, Hey, we're gonna come live in the Albany area, which is the state capital. So it's like one hour from and three mm -hmm. hours from New York City. So I said, sure. Well, when you, when you guys come over, we can hook up. And, and then it was the pandemic, very little in social interactions. And I said, if you want, we can do conversation on WhatsApp or, you know, video, mm -hmm. audio, whatever you want. And then we started communicating like this. And then we started calling each other. And then we met in Lake George, which is like midway uh -huh. in between us. And then and then we're inseparable. <laughs> it's like, okay. And and that's how I met Rachel too. And I, I, I had started an Instagram account because I wanted to share what I was seeing on a daily basis, like the lakes and the mountains. And I was like uh -huh. in awe. So I wanted to share it. So I met, you know, through expats groups and I, I could find those people, the same people on Instagram. And then being French, we follow each other. And it's like, oh, there's mm -hmm. a French here. There's a French there. So it's kind of like a great um, network of virtual friends. Some of okay. them I've met because they've stopped on the way to Montreal. So, hey, Geraldine, we're going to be in the Adirondacks. Are you in the area? I said, yeah, we can hook up for a coffee oh, or something. Sweet. So that's okay. really, yeah. So I told people, so making 
contacts and communicating with people with that. I've met people when I went came back to France, people that either had started following me on Instagram and I just one day I was out with my daughter walking the dog and Helen, her name is Helen. She says, Hey, you just went right in front of my house. And I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, just, I said, well, if you want to have a coffee, you know, next time I come back, we can have a coffee. And we met like that. And it was, Sweet. it's, it's, and each time I go, I go back to friends. I said, are you free for a coffee or <laughs> okay, then yeah. we still, we're still in touch and on Instagram and it, this was really cool. So I've asked my friend CC and we did some conversation and then I did a story on Instagram and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking about, you know, doing something for specifically French people who some of them, and, and this is a repeated thing that I've seen on, on uh, expat group is like, uh, I'm going to move to the States, but my English sucks or um, I don't feel comfortable uh, uh -huh. or uh, my English is basic and I'm afraid I'm not going to be understood or so I'm like, there's something to do because I I've been there when I was young English was not I remember my very first year I struggled but I had this very really mm -hmm. really nice young teacher even though she was like you know had the look of a British punk or whatever she yeah. was so nice and she said look Geraldine I know it's hard but keep on doing you know hang in there it's gonna work out I swear keep on writing the words. I was making awful spelling mistakes. I, she goes, you'll see, it'll click. So I kept on following mm -hmm. her advice. And I'm like, I've always loved helping people. Even in, in school, when I was good in English, people would say, hey, can you have a look at this and check if I've made mistakes? Or, mm -hmm. you know, like I would ask help for math because like, I, I'm not getting it. Can you explain? And uh -huh. it would be very supportive. So I'm like, I want to make something supportive i want to be able to create so people can connect and and mm -hmm. and help each other yes help each other that is um a good ending to this conversation um kind of had a abrupt ending here but thank you again geraldine for your time to be a guest on my podcast it was such a cool story and Definitely check out her Instagram. It's called Spoken USA. It's S P O K apostrophe E N hyphen USA. Definitely a link in my show notes. And it's kind of for you to get more comfortable with the English language. And it's kind of like a French connection in the USA. So if you are from somewhere else and you are somewhere else, I'm sure there is an Instagram site for your specific background as well then i also had to add a link in the show notes for the adirondack mountains because it looks so pretty guys i want to go it's really beautiful she raved so much about it so i had to check it out and i googled it and maybe it's gonna be my next vacation maybe or your next vacation yes it's gorgeous for sure if you want to be the next guest on this podcast then please reach out to me it's worldscollide123pod at gmail.com or on instagram it's worldscollidepod just one word yeah let me know what you think and if you really like this podcast then please leave a five star rating on wherever you listen to it and 
I am your host, Victoria, and I hope you will tune in next week for the next episode. Bye!